1: Black
2: free thinkers, Where we walk by sight With a bright flashlight To illuminate night Free thoughts We don't walk by space In the lost mind state Cause it's not quite safe We don't recruit We're not peers from a church So don't be spooked We're not here to convert The only truth That's not pulled from a text Show me proof That's not good after death This is the challenge To think for yourself Break it out of the bottle And speak with your belt 310-982-4273 to get through a venue for community, and this is the zone. If you'd like to speak with Kim, then pick up the phone. 310 982 4273 to get through. The next tree branches Rainer, and it's specialist Listen to reason, science, and skepticism. It's loaded with straight facts, inspiring and dope. She can make Bill Nye retire with lab coat. Humans are hilarious, and every other Friday, I'd like to hear commentary on culture people. So I hit up Super Mario and bring in Emmeline to discuss why we're capable. Of ultra evil. It's normal for my brain to have a two way street. But if there's collisions, well, then you got to just mention it. And don't be afraid of where the truth may lead, ignoring your position of cognitive dissonance. My father Teresa preaches it's hard to stop. So Kim paired me up with Alfred in the barbershop. I have a sin family in all these places now. As the free thought tree pollinates around, this is the challenge to think for yourself. Break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt. 31098242. 4273 to get through A venue for community and this is the zone If you'd like to speak with Kim, then pick up the phone 310-982-4273 to get through Black precinct, where we walk by sight With a bright flashlight to illuminate night We don't walk by faith in a lost my state Cause it's not quite safe
3: Yo, yo, yo. What's going on everybody? The voice you're not used to probably hearing. This is MC Brooks filling in for uh my man Carl. Here with my man Alfred. Uh about to do a lovely little show on uh common theist arguments and logical fallacies. How you doing tonight, man?
4: I'm doing alright man. You hear me good?
3: Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. you you just fine. <clears throat>
4: trying to make sure I don't have any static in the background, because that's going to be a problem, you know, during the, the debate last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was
3: a little bit of a, a little bit of a thing. It's all good, though. So, yeah, so right. tonight, as I said before, we're going to be discussing uh, common theist arguments, um, which there are, like, a shit ton of them, so we probably won't have any any shortage of that and we're going to be discussing logical fallacies as well as a, a myriad of other subjects. Now, um here Black Free Thinkers, you know, as we do on every program, we're here to encourage you how to think and not tell you what to think. Encourage you to think outside the box, you know, and all, and, and never be never hesitate to share any information that you may have. So, um Alfred, do you want to you want to you want to lead off on the first uh
4: for a subject? Yeah. Uh, I just want to open up and, and say we're gonna uh be bringing up some things that you know some folks especially the might find very offensive. It's not that we're trying to, you know, bash you or not trying to make fun of y'all even though y'all say some pretty funny shit. Um it, this is to actually help uh progress both sides of the fence because you can't come to a proper conclusion if you do not have a logical leg to stand on and this is why we need to first make sure that everyone is well educated in the basic things like a sound argument logic and reason now I know in some sense especially from uh, a non-theist perspective that theology in and of itself is illogical but if you're going to try and convince somebody uh, of this uh, corporeal world, that you know what you believe is true, then you're going to have to come with some logic. If that's, you're not going to get past that period. So um, I'm going to actually just start off by giving some basic definitions, and the ones that I chose are ones that seem to give theists the most trouble, and it's the ones that we have to keep bringing up over and over and over again. And it really degrades conversation, it really degrades any form of debate when we as non theists have to sit here and actually lecture and teach theists about some of these things that we are that we ourselves took the time to learn because I didn't know about a lot of this stuff, especially when I was a theist, you know, even though I wasn't given a choice, I was not privy to first proof logical fallacies, the actual definitions of an atheist or a pagan or this, that, and other, all these terms were used colloquially. And if you're not, not, uh, you know, not well-read on what some of this stuff is, you're going to fall through these misconceptions. And a lot of these arguments, which you see, depends on misconceptions. It depends on uh, logical fallacies and sometimes just outright lies. And we want to get past that because that just ends up appearing, you know, the person that's being misrepresented in the end. So uh, let's I'm gonna go ahead and give some basic definitions and then uh, you know, Mr. Brooks here can offer his perspective and his his insight on some of these. And so we'll kind of just play this with uh, tag team this issue so we can kind of have a well rounded uh, examples of what's going on here. So the first one that I I vehemently push in any conversation It's burden of proof. And this burden of proof has just been beat up. It is the dead force, the dead zombie force that keeps coming back up that I honestly am just so tired of killing over and over and over again. So definition, I'm getting this from Merriam-Webster's website. You can look on the website. You can look in the actual book. It's in there. All right, a burden of proof is a philosophical burden of proof that is the obligation on a party that is in an epistemic dispute to prove sufficient warrant for their position. This holds true for for either arguing party, and let me break that down. If you make a claim, you yourself are responsible for providing proof of that claim. The one that I use for theists that may seem silly, it may seem immature, is that how do you know I don't fart cupcakes and rainbows? You know, it's silly and it's funny Like I said, it's silly, but if you can't prove that I don't I don't fart cupcakes and rainbows, then I guess I fart cupcakes and rainbows. You know, it's up to me to actually prove that to you, not for you to disprove it. You can't disprove a negative. So it's not on someone else to say, well, hey, you need to disprove what I just asserted, or if not, by default I win. That that's not how it works. Right. So,
3: yeah. Right, and that's like uh, that's and that's the thing is moving the goalposts or moving the burden of proof is a that's definitely one of the most common. Uh, arguments, especially when we get into things like the existence of God or the existence of, of souls, spirits, and and, and, and other supernatural uh, entities or uh, places. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, an angel came and visited me last night. You can't prove it didn't happen, therefore I'm right. But the fact of the matter is, like you said, it's not really on us to, 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 to disprove that an angel came to you. You may have you may have saw something that you may perceive to be an angel, but that's not on me to 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 prove that you didn't. It's up to you to convince me that you did, that this is something that actually happened. It's not like you said it's not on us, but that's a common tactic, you know. Is you know they want to throw it back at they want to throw it back at us as non believers to throw us off and, and try to position themselves in a favorable light. In a favorable, put themselves in a favorable position where they can be like, "Well, see, you can't, you can't disprove it; therefore, it must be right." And nothing works like that.
4: It's, it's a, nothing nothing a good like tactic. Though. It is, it, it is a good tactic, but for those who are somewhat seasoned in debates and discussing and just uh, logic, it's, it's, it's not really conducive toward a a. Conclusion, and I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say it's Occam's Razor. Actually, no, it's not Occam's Razor. It is Russell's Teapot, or also known as Celestial Teapot. Um, uh, because uh, it, it's I'm having a brain prank. Right here. I have my notes here, but I didn't put I didn't put um, Bertrand Russell in here. But uh, yeah, it's it, uh, Bertrand Russell. Good man. You know, he's an author, philosopher. He died. I think I want to say 60 years ago. Uh, This man was a big proponent of logical reasoning, uh, thought, Mm -hmm. any kind of cognition. And he is the one who came up with the idea of a celestial teapot. Uh, During his time, some of these same arguments coming up, and that he actually made this kind of nonsensical uh, scenario to illustrate what he was talking about. And a celestial teapot more or less goes like this. Um, He proposed that there is a teapot. A regular teapot in between uh, two of the planets, you know, Mars and wherever the nearest one is, I forget. And mm-hmm. so he would tell his opponent, "Okay, so you disprove that it's not up there." And of course, his, his opponent's like baffled. You know, this, this guy's a, you know big debater, you know, smart guy. Why would he say something like this and, and make such a claim? Well, he was doing it to illustrate that his opponent's attempt to reverse that burden of proof is nonsensical. And so exactly. that, that is how the Celestial Teapot, or Russell's Teapot, was born. So if uh, anyone has any you know question about that, feel free to look up Celestial Teapot and it will be illustrated. But that is yeah. just one, I mean, one of many logical fallacies. I have a master list of logical fallacies here, and believe it or not, it is a Same. 100 level... Uh, go ahead.
3: I was gonna say same here. I actually had a question for you. How do you, do you got like uh, we have a caller here? Do you guys just take them, take them as oh. uh, they come in, or
1: yeah, actually, do, do you yeah. guys
3: just bring the caller in?
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. Two eight one. You're live. Hello. Hello. Two two eight one.
4: Okay, you hear me. Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah. What's going
3: on, man? I think I know who this is. God, uh, yeah, I just want to clarify that he does shit uh, cupcakes for rainbows. First of all, but
5: um,
1: yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just listening. I'm just yeah, I'm just like bullshit a little bit. I'm sorry. I just want to bust in a little bit because uh, I was like the first time I listened to my cousin's little blog TV thing. So y'all can continue. Thanks
3: for calling in, man. <laughs> no problem, bro. <laughs> no we're just going to put them back on hold. Okay. Um, now, where were, you, where were you just getting back into? Do you, no. you have a list, I think you
4: said? Yeah, I actually have a master list, and I think it, I think Kim showed me this one. It's the master list of logical fallacies, and it's actually a 100-level college
2: course. Uh,
4: hmm. It's not anything that, you know, these philosophy majors have to master before they – well, they do have to master it before they graduate, yeah. but – it's nothing that, you know, you'd expect uh, 30, uh, 300 level or 400 level. No, it's it's basic stuff. And A lot of them you've heard. You've heard a lot of these logical fallacies. And in the back of your mind, and I know in the back of my mind, I know something doesn't sound right. Something is wrong with this argument, but I don't know how to express it. And right. as I learned about these logical fallacies, I said, okay, here's where they're going. Here is the, the break and losing that you need to address. And I also have um, yourlogicalfallacyis.com, which is a pretty humorous site with some of the major ones. And there are lots of logical fallacies. And uh, a lot of websites uh, make a dichotomy of them. They, they split them up one side and the other. I believe formal and informal, but I'm not going to get into all that because it gets really kind of convoluted uh, past mm-hmm. that point. And anyone feel free to to go look up some of these. But uh, you actually mentioned another one, which we both were listening to Emelyn's debate last week. And this is the one I called out. I called out a few of them. But this one, as soon as it happened the first time, the first time uh, I think their name was Alexa attempted it, and she did it about six times, which is moving the goalposts. Yep. And it is the most Frustrating one that I've come across because it's like I'm you take a position, I take a position. You can't change your position in the middle of the, of the discourse because your position is now being attacked. and You have not sufficiently fortified it. Right.
3: The the <laughs> and this is the funny the the I guess the kind of ironic thing about it was is that she kept she, she herself kept moving the Alexa kept moving the goalposts while at the same time accusing Emily of moving the goalposts by saying stuff like, oh, that sounds great if you're talking about religion, but we're not talking about religion. We're talking about God. I'm like, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she did that. Well, I, I distinctly remember several times. I'm like, well, you're not refuting the point that she's making. You're just trying to say that she's moving the goalposts, which she's actually not doing. She's just You just don't like her response to what you're saying. Which is why you're trying to change the conversation and not actually answer any questions. And certainly it's why she contradicted herself I don't even know how I lost count how many times she contradicted herself last week as far as the debate was. But yeah. you know, when whenever theists really try to, to do that tactic and it's a smart tactic because it shows it, it gives them control over the conversation. As as they get control over the conversation you know they can they can basically assume that they can they can take it however way they want to take it because they've got you you get they've got you feeding into it you yeah
1: know, they they're true. like
3: oh well i Oh, I just got them. I just got him to move away from what we were talking about. So let me move the conversation here, where I know that I'm superior, or at least think I'm superior, and I can control. And I can basically turn them into my puppet as far as this, art, this debate goes, and I can just make them go however they want, however I want them to go. It's a smart tactic. Exactly.
4: It is, and it's a, it's a carrot on a stick. But I actually, I was trying to think of a good way, a good defense against this, a good way to combat it. And Emily found the perfect way. And this is when Emlin, as soon as Emlin caught on to it, because I think she did it twice, or maybe three times, and Emmalyn caught on So okay, here's what's going on. So uh, through Emmalyn's own retort, she stated, at such and such time, you said X. Is that true? And had her reaffirm it so she could pin her down instead of changing, okay, well, I'm a Christian. Well, no, I just kind of I I can work with Christians on weekends. Oh, well, now I'm a sun eater. You know, instead <laughs> and that's what I called her at the end because well now you're just some pseudo-theist sun eater that somehow is loosely uh based in the realm of theology with a little bit of hint of Jesus and a dash of pepper. Uh, it it really yep. got that bad and that watered down in the conversation was the point of even debating if you were just going to hop around with your position you know you can't debate uh water and while it's moving that that's a horrible analogy and that I should have thought that better but, but um, you know I, I it makes
3: sense it's kind of like it's yeah. the moving the moving river I think that's what it's called like the the flowing river or something like you can't you can't pinpoint or something. I, I don't know how it goes but I know what
4: you meant yeah you see where I was going with that <laughs> and um I should have actually started off with the definition of logical fallacy, but burden of proof bothers me so much that I started off with that one. But here is here's what a logical fallacy is. This is the definition. Like I said, I'm getting this from Merriam Webster. I'm not pulling this out of my ass. I'm not pulling this out of the evil book of atheism or wherever they think we get this shit from. Uh a formal fallacy is a pattern of reasoning that is always wrong. This is due to a flaw in the logical structure of the argument, which renders the argument invalid. That is where logical fallacy comes from. And like I said, there are many, many examples of these that are split into formal and informal. Some get kind of convoluted. There's even a fallacy fallacy. And I've had to catch myself i'm am i'm 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 good to calling out lots of fallacies, but I have to be careful not to fall into that fallacy fallacy for me calling out someone's um error in a, in an argument that is fallacious but is also true. you can have a bad example or a bad analogy, but the reasoning is actually accurate as far right. as the result of what it concludes so it it's even it's it gets it's like a game of uh, myth of chess I like it so. All right, um, I have my own list of about five Brooks. uh I don't, I don't do you have a a kind of tentative list in your mind that uh that you have as well or
3: you may have uh, logical fallacies
4: yeah, I'd say the the most common one that you hear from theater oh jeez uh
3: a lot <laughs> yeah I, I, think, know, I'll, I'll just... um, I think one of i and it, and, and it, truthfully, it's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint one because I, I hear them so frequently that they all—they all—it they, it almost seems like one giant run-on sentence of arguments. Like, um, one—the first one that just came to my mind right now is uh, what they call the argument from popularity. You know, oh, yeah. if God didn't exist, then why does everyone in the world believe it? <laughs> you know, everyone in the world. Yeah. You know, 90% of Americans do, therefore there must be a God. I'm like, oh, my God. That's that's, that's usually my first response. I have a deep sigh. I'm like, all right, (sighs) how do I respond without sounding like a total asshat? Okay. (laughs) Just because everyone in the world believes it doesn't make it true. Everyone in the world, everyone used to think the world was flat
4: exactly that that's out the first i think
3: about lots of lots of folks used to used to think that black people were genetically inferior to whites again not true you know <laughs> they used to think that that the the sun revolved around the earth and we now know that the opposite is true
4: yeah like and it's uh
3: just because everyone believes it doesn't doesn't make it true
4: exactly i mean it's I uh, I can't remember that guy's name. He, he might he might be important. He might not be. I'm pretty sure that uh, whoever this nameless this face, this guy is, there's something about the truth being relative. You might I think you might have heard of that guy.
3: Um, what? Well, this is the beauty of
4: Google. <laughs> yeah, I love being facetious, but it's uh That's also called the uh, I think the bandwagon fallacy as well, because everybody jumps on that one because it's popular. And so it's just easy to believe because every you know your neighbor and his neighbor and his neighbor believes it. So right. hey, why not? Why not jump on it? And we see this played out and just and nuanced throughout our entire society just because it's intellectually lazy. There's nothing you know. It, it takes more effort to come back to us than it does just to hop on it and just say whatever. Yes, yeah, that's also true. Yeah. And that I mean, was, it's, I, I love.
3: Yeah, I mean, and it's it's comforting, you know. It's, it's, it's just like with anything else it's, it's like no one wants to be the only one that believes something or does something it, you know it's like if you don't want to be the one kid in class that can't it's like you don't want to be the one kid in gym class that can't make a layup but as soon as you make one you feel cool you feel good because you know everyone else can make one and now you're with them you know you feel it makes you feel better about yourself because you know you're not the only one the second you get isolated you know you, you get nervous you don't know how you don't know exactly how to feel and as far as as far as you know beliefs go you know, you, you want that reassurance and knowing mm-hmm. that someone else thinks like you do it's reassuring so of course you'll go along with it you're like oh, okay well I'm not the only one who feels like this so you know what it can't be wrong or it can't be it can't be fallacious
4: exactly at all. and this, this plays into so many other uh, social issues that we have like uh, the, the need for solidarity, confirmation bias, all of these things that it plays into and they all work, they all coincide and coalesce with each other to add on to that so then you, that's where we get stereotypes from but right. you can't see how this starts and what these concepts are and how they operate with one another you never know it was a stereotype or anything of that nature so that one's one of the most frustrating ones that it's easy to dispel, but it's also easy for people to fall into. Um, right. One of my favorite ones, man. And actually, that bandwagon one was number three. You took one of mine, but that's okay. We got, we got <laughs> mine. 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 Alright. One of my favorites, and this one comes up. And I know this is a lot of people's favorites. This comes up when they're getting frustrated. And you can tell they're getting frustrated because it happens immediately and it's latent. the ad hominem fallacy. And I know you know uh, this one. Of course. Uh, now, of course. Here's the thing, man. We've been calling ad hominem fallacies when it's act. some of them are actually name-calling fallacies, which is a completely different one. I had to do a little reading up and find out that this is actually two separate ones. Ad hominem's like, you know what? Well, you're just assholes, you know, and you suck. That's an <laughs> ad hominem. Now... You've also heard, well, you're an atheist. How the hell could you know about Jesus? That's actually name calling. Uh, so when they apply a a label to you that is a pejorative, or vice versa, you know, you know, you're just a stupid Christian. That's all. That is a name calling style. So it's not ad hominem. So that is something that uh I, that comes up and usually in frustration or someone is just they're completely back into a corner and they have no way to. Uh, retort logically, <laughs> or all social deform is going out the window. Zero fucks are given. You know what? I'm just going to attack you as a person because you, sir, suck and you smell like fire and brimstone. So it Pretty is, much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what? I
3: can't fight you straight up, so now I'm just going to hit you in the dick. You know? I'm playing dirty now. Forget, 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 you know, forget all the rules and, 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 the respect and and or and forget even admitting that you made a point that I can't respond to. I'm just going to go for the jugular, or in this case, I'm going to go for the balls. Who cares?
4: Yeah, and it's it's really really sad that it comes down to that yeah. sometimes. And not, and make no mistake, this is, this goes for a lot of atheists too, especially some of the younger ones that just want to antagonize Christians and Muslims and Jews or whoever else. They'll they'll do this too, and they'll do not necessarily the ad hominem, but they'll definitely do the name calling, and just label them as I guess uh, Neanderthals because they have not uh, seen you know the light, I guess you could say. So it's (laughs) it's like we have to make sure that uh, folks in our own community don't don't resort to that because it just that does not help any of the social causes that we represent, especially not anything in humanism. It does not.
3: And exactly, it
4: continues to hurt. Yeah. Uh... Not to
3: not to mention you don't want to you don't want to come off with you don't wanna, you don't want to come off as you know someone acting like you're just this intellectual elitist and you're just so much better off because you're an atheist. You know what I mean? Like that that people you know as soon as you do that, folk a lot of folks won't even be worried about what you what you even have to say, even if even if you're right. Exactly. So you're you're right. 'Cause I mean all the, and the thing is atheism is already stigmatized um in this country as it is. The last thing we need is are folks who are out here basically living up li- living up to the stereotype. That we're all heartless or all heartless douchebags who who just think we're better than everybody.
4: And eat babies.
3: Yeah, and eat babies. Well, I mean I actually did have one for dinner. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I take responsibility for that one. But other than that, the rest—it's <laughs> pretty right.
4: tasty. what's uh, anyway. what's another one for you?
3: Um, let's see. I had a let me pull my list back up. I stepped away from my computer for a second. Um, let's see what I have here. Um, well, we already we already did that one. What you call it, um actually the loaded question
1: Oh, yes
3: loaded the loaded question you know a, a a question that's that's designed to as soon as that answer is gonna lead the conversation exactly exactly where you want it to go, you know you have a question that's so that has presumptions built into it, so it's like i it's almost impossible to answer. That's exactly. that's one that definitely that definitely kind of that kind of comes off it comes up often, especially um, especially um, when you engage Christians on social networks or you know in, in basically in spaces outside of you know our little atheist groups on 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 Facebook. Let me see if I can. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head.
4: Well, it's a. Uh... It has a built-in presupposition. It already supposes that their uh, reasoning or their belief system is correct. So they'll, right. they'll say something like, you know, so uh, what are you going to do when the world ends? It already presupposes that there's this, there's this apocalyptic, uh, you know, countdown that's going to happen and that whatever they believe in is a driving force. Even though that's such a short question... It is. It implies that what they believe is true. It's not, you know, hey. So, uh, what do you think happens when you when you die? That more is a very vague. Hey, here. What is your interpretation on this event? This event is going to affect right. us both, uh, you know equally because it's going to happen to us so But if there's no presumptions uh, built into. It. Uh, there's a. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, there's a little, a little childish high school uh, question that came up like that, that, that the boys in the gym class would ask each other. And that either, I forget what it is, but either way you answer it, yes or no, uh, you are a homosexual. And you might know what I'm, I'm talking about. I can't think of what it actually was, but um, it's been 10 years. You know what I'm talking about.
3: <laughs> oh, gosh, wow. I haven't heard that. Wow. I haven't yeah. heard that in about 10 years. I went to an all-boys high school, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. I, uh,
4: it's not coming to me. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's silly, and for me personally, when I hear that, I think that person's being an asshole because I recognize it right off the bat as what it, as what it is. Um. Oh, okay, yeah. And then my cousin, he sent it to me. Uh, yeah. Does your mom know you're gay? So if right. you say yes or no. It still you know, has a presupposition built in that you are a homosexual.
3: Right. Stuff like, you and, know, hey, have you, have you stopped beating your wife? Like, what? Yeah.
4: You know, stuff like that. Exactly. And it, it is, I don't like presuppositions because it is the reverse of what you're supposed to do. And, and no, you recognize an event or a scenario or recognize anything you collect data around the facts, evidence, uh, you know, empirical data, you know, refutable testable data, not anecdotal, and you then draw a conclusion from that. You don't draw the conclusion and then go work backwards to try and find evidence to support it. And that's what you see a lot in some of uh some of these arguments is that the presupposition is made, the conclusion is made, then okay, well we need to go back now, we need to find Lil's <laughs> arc. It's yeah <laughs> really. Exactly yeah. Just
3: um, found another another one That I'm I definitely I definitely hear I definitely hear um, A bit more When I get When I get involved Well when I get into discussions With these Super Super Afrocentric uh, oh, Believers definitely. I guess Or theists I should say The genetic fallacy You know That something <laughs> is good or bad you know based on where it came from or the or you know who said you know i oftentimes with the a lot of these super afrocentric folks and a certain group from Atlanta comes to mind um <laughs> basically you know <laughs>
1: basically Definitely. you
3: know they 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 like they say that they'll say like the origin the species can't be true just because it was written by a white guy Yes, and because the guy is white, who wrote it, that regardless of whether the information is true or not, it's false because he's white. Therefore, it's bad, and you shouldn't yes. follow it. It's not worth. Exactly. It's not worth reading.
4: And I always like to mess with them. They they hate me, by the way, especially ones on YouTube. Uh, King Grand, uh, whatever he calls himself. I think don't yeah. talk about. Yeah, he calls himself King Something. Yeah, I I know you're you're talking about. about. It's like okay, (laughs) you're railing against the white man. You hate you hate him so much. Nothing he can do is right, but yet you're sitting on a computer, uh, right now on the internet, made by a gay white man, gay white atheist (laughs) at that. So you hate him so much. You know, you need to create the Negro pewter and you know and and really represent brothers. You know, just just sit (laughs) out. I I hate you know this willful ignorance like that because it's. It, it serves no purpose. How uh, you can prove on your own, yes, what this guy said is true, but because he is of this race, then she is automatically discredited. So how did that right. make? Right. Or, or even, way?
3: or even not. Or and the thing is, it's not even. And it's, it's not always even that. Like sometimes, sometimes it'll be stuff. It'll, it'll be. Well, we just had a caller and queue. I guess she hung up. Um. Oh, I lost track. Or, or um, they'll say stuff like, "Oh, you know, it comes. You know, some was written by a woman, therefore, you know, it's invalid. You know, a woman wrote this, therefore, it can't. You know, it's not worth following, or something like that. Yeah. Or I mean, you know, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's
4: frustrating, to say the least. There's nothing you can really do other than call out what it is. This is bullshit." It's yep. just complete bullshit, and misogyny, racism, one of one of the other. It's ridiculous, but right.
3: uh,
4: it's because something
3: uh, something. <laughs> I was gonna say, cause something, you know, you should basically judge something whether it's good or bad on its information, not from where it came. Like, d- despite the fact that I'm pretty sure, you know, both the two of us as well as anyone who's listening is probably against Fox Fox News, you know. It doesn't mean that everything that comes from from Fox News is bad just because they're Fox News every now and then you know you know it broken it's the what I'll call the broken clock you know every now and then they'll get something right so they their credibility isn't completely gone just because they're they're fox News you know
4: exactly, and then sometimes that's what we have to look at uh as far as you know what say, and like i like I was mentioned earlier, the fallacies fallacies. Just because they are uh, who they are, and the arguments that they make, you automatically assume that well, escalation therefore is wrong. When in reality, it's, it's just a bad argument that they're making, but it's actually true. So it is um, something you have to look out for and, and and just be privy to, and not make so much you know assumption. Like I said, this right. is not you know this is for theists and non theists whoever what have you, but um. Oh, I'd probably say the most visited argument from DS and I have this as number one, is argument for ignorance. And this one comes in so many forms, and they'll take this one and mold it for whatever century it is. And I've I've just heard some of the most ridiculous, some of the most humorous ones argument for ignorance. And uh, there's, there, I don't think there's one example that really... It's out the most because they are all equally, to some degree, equally entertaining, and based, I'll give you the, the definition, and then we will go from there. But, and I had it, there's, okay. Argument from ignorance. A fallacy that since we don't know, or, in quotations, or can never know or cannot prove whether a claim is true or false, it must be false or true. Uh, an example is scientists are never going to be able to positively prove their theory that humans evolved from some other creatures because we weren't there to see it. Now, this one's funny, and I've actually heard this one and a variation of it. That since you weren't there, how can you prove it? Uh, that's also a double standard. Your beliefs have no uh, no no ground to stand on in this in this world other than a book. That you assume is true, but you right. also were not there to see these these things that's in the book. But you'll readily believe that, and and examples of magic and unicorns and basilisks. But you know, hey, we had a common ancestor thousands of years ago that we were descended from, and we were actually part of the animal kingdom. That's just fake, man. No, that, that is that's ridiculous. The devil put you know bones in the ground so can to confuse the <laughs>
3: It, there's actually a pretty, a pretty. There's actually a pretty. Uh, there's a funny comic that's been circulating on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it. It's one, it is one. There's one of like God, like lifting rocks and like putting bones. Like, oh, they'll never find one here.
4: Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: I definitely died. Um, the other, you know, the other side of of what you were just saying is, uh, as far as uh, you know, we won't know because we weren't there. Is that evolution happens at such a slow gradual rate that even if somebody were alive like you say over this span of millions of years the change the change is so slow and gradual that it we wouldn't it's not something like it's not it wouldn't be noticeable it wouldn't be like you know he could just look at you could just look at someone and say hey you you know your nose is definitely about 3 inches wider than it was 4 million years ago crazy you know it was just you know that's not it's not it's not something that our lifespan is long enough to observe anyway
4: yeah and it is just the the, the point that they like to pick up on you know hey where's the uh the, the missing link and you know you will never find this this transitional fossil and it's like you don't find <laughs> that is not how shit works you right. don't have I've yet I've actually never met a theist or never I've never talked to a theist that fully understand how many of its concepts work as far as biology or evolution. Hell, um, I'm trying to think of genetics. They will be the first ones to criticize that and the scientific method, just you learn that in high school. Either right. all of them slept through it or they actively and willfully refuse to learn it, but they are the ones that are at the forefront of denying this stuff and creating these logical fallacies and these illogical arguments to combat them because it does not align with their theology. And then that's when it comes right back to confirmation bias. Why? You know, why why are you so uh, vehemently against some of these concepts but not others? Okay, well, we don't. These don't align with their worldview <laughs> and their religious views, so man, it, it, it has to go away because, shit, man, I, I can't have anything that actually actively challenges what I believe, and that, that's ridiculous. You know, I need to be around yes men and yes women to confirm what everyone else believes, and that's one thing that's always uh, bothered me about the church is that there's nobody disagreeing. There's nobody saying, hey, that doesn't sound right. There's, there's, there's none of that. There's a bunch of folks right. sitting around. And, at least in my experience, I'll, I'll admit, for, I'll be the first one to admit, this is from, this is anecdotal evidence from my personal experience over the last 25 years. Uh, you know, it is never, I've never had a, an opportunity to actually see this. Maybe it is out there. Maybe there's this, there's this theological debate team where they're actually out there dispelling misconceptions and
3: uh-huh. actually,
4: uh, Talking about something that could be true, I highly, highly doubt it. But I've yet to see one or hear about one. So, you know, hell, who knows? I won't make yeah. that argument from ignorance, logical fallacy, to say that there never will be <laughs> something like that. I will, I will try my best to avoid that. But I yeah. highly doubt it. It, it. it, it really seems like a lot of these arguments are just, you know, designed, uh, to huh. Nice. This way. Nice that, choice.
3: Uh, nice use, choice of words, right there. That was one of the the. Um, common theist arguments I was going to uh, bring up, the argument from design. But oh. before I even get into that, I don't know, before I even get into that, we have two callers, uh, oh. one of which, yeah, we have two callers, one of which is Raina, who's live. Hello. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Uh,
4: not
3: what's going on, Alfred?
4: Nothing much. I, I think our viewers just increased by 20 by hearing your voice, but you know everything's going good. <laughs> good.
3: And good, Good, good. Good. We have a we have another. We have an 804. Who's now on the line? Hi. How y'all
6: doing tonight? How y'all doing? This is DeVore. Oh hey,
4: hey, what's going on? Oh, everything. I'm enjoying the conversation. I am glad. I definitely yeah. wanted some more, uh, some more input other than you know us two just kind of, you yeah. know, going back and forth. Even though we we got a lot of material, but you know, especially from, uh, you know, some of our our, our female types, as we call them, in the military, is it's always good to get a different perspective because yeah. maybe something that seems you know really irritating to me might be completely different to you, and I would be remiss just to assume that you know we all are get pissed off at the same one.
7: Well, I mean, you brought up some good ones um yeah. and Marcus was actually getting ready to get into one of the ones that came up a lot in that uh in that horrible debate that <laughs> evelyn like that Evelyn won handedly um <laughs> because the Christian was so unprepared, but she kept bringing up this argument from design uh quite a bit, and um you know, and unfortunately, a lot of you know, I mean it seems like it seems like something that should be true when you're when you are a believer. You know what I mean? It seems like something that makes sense. You know what I mean? If we believe that the world that we're special and that there's a creator that cares about us, that, you know, you know, formed all of this with us in mind, that, you know, all of these things make sense. You know, we look in the world and we see intention. You know, and that's not something you know, that's, I guess, just, you know, uh, something that Christians do. But a lot of other people do. Otherwise, we wouldn't have religion. But um, but unfortunately, it's just not true. When you look at it on its face, I mean, first of all, there's no evidence for any deity whatsoever. And, um, and then the other part is, is that everything is so poorly fucking designed. You know what I mean? Like, people forget yep. that diseases are natural. You know? Cancer... It's natural, you know, bacteria, viruses, you know, all of this, all of these things are natural. and We have a body with an immune system that can't fight all this shit off, you know, Um, we have. And, and you know, know, that doesn't
3: even get into, you don't even get into, you know, nature. You're just talking about just human. You don't even get into natural, the, the, the natural disasters and whatnot that happen out there. And this shit exactly. was, was allegedly perfect. The
1: planet was made for
7: human life. The planet was made for human life, yet the, yet yet the Earth literally moves. Yet we have everything can that can kill moves. us. Right. It, it can literally everything open up can kill us, and it literally
3: moves. It's like, it's like a level in Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, everything can kill us. Right.
4: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, no. I mean, the, the
7: Where Earth the, the Earth spikes of the guy
4: throwing coconuts. Fire. Right.
3: Right. <laughs>
7: Actually, you know what? Actually, somebody told me that that there that there's a surprising number of people who actually die from from coconuts hitting them every year. But <laughs> I don't know if I believe it. I have never looked into it, but I have I have heard about that. I've heard that 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 that, that is a thing. I'll have to look into that because I'm, I'm skeptical. But, but God will. I'm sure there's probably more people dying from coconuts hitting them in the head than I think. But it's probably not as many as this person was trying to say they were. Um, but you know I mean, there's all other sorts of things too I mean we're not even really we're not i mean now we're at the top of the food chain, but we aren't we weren't always at the top of the food chain you know what i mean yep so for for- a, for a creation that is supposed to be in the image of God, supposed to be you know special, you know God made us really inadequate, you know, and there's a lot of things we had to figure out on our own. You know?
3: So Right. Son couldn't even give us an instruction so manual. It.
7: Really? You know, I well he couldn't design us right, so would you really want the instruction
4: manual? No, nah, not <laughs> really. <laughs> I, uh, I have to ask him, like, why would you put a reproductive system so so close to your waste disposal area? That's what I'm just kinda curious right. about. Right.
7: Yeah, or yeah, or or why would you make the the food that feeds us and the food that, you know, and the tube that we need to breathe, you know, base you know come, you know, collide at one point, you know, to where, you know, the breathing tube needs a covering. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It needs a covering. You know, you have to it has to close when we swallow. You know, there are other animals that can actually breathe and and eat at the same time.
4: Exactly. You know. It, it's funny. That, the one that. Uh, oh, no, go ahead.
7: I was going to say it wouldn't be unusual if we were able to do that. No. You know what I mean?
4: Not at all. But it's uh, it's funny. I was actually in the creationist versus um, I I forgot what you called creationist versus I guess non uh, non-theist debate on uh, on Facebook. And, uh, there's this pastor from Disciples of Feed the Kids, Feed the Girls, whatever, I don't know, same shit. And he was, uh, trying to argue against the, to have a naturalist argument about homosexuals, about their inability to reproduce being unnatural. Of course, I hit my head on my desk a few times. and oh, yeah. had I had to mention that, um you find homosexuality all within the animal kingdom. Homosexuals have not d-
0: uh, died out,
4: you know, they're still being created so how does that help your argument and so he you know would make his uh you know very very subtle homophobic comments and so i decided just to pull out this little this little tidbit of information uh, a question and the question i proposed to him is why is there a group of a bundle of nerves near a man's prostate that induces pleasure
1: right and
4: after that he had to promptly go eat something and uh he called me to so, uh-huh. uh-huh. you know like, i'm bringing it's up fact it's 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 true well i mean I, that's
7: just i mean it's it's true and then and there and there's really no there's no real reason that we have to really experience pleasure at all you know what i mean there's not a a, a significant reason we could still you know, have you get
3: reproduce without um, really having still, the need for pleasure?
7: Well, I was gonna say we 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 could still even have the impulse to have you know to reproduce without needing the need for pleasure. You know what I mean? So, I mean, so the fact of the matter is is that human beings have more sex than any other animal uh, in the animal kingdom. You know, per live birth You know what I mean? So we have we, we we're just we're screwing all the time. You know what I mean? Just not making babies you know, out of it. Right, we're not making babies out of it. So if if there was a God out there that really, you know, was, you know, thinking about this, he would have made it so that one could only have sex when one was supposed to reproduce. You know, some animals, they only have sex in cycles. You know, pandas, for example, they don't have sex. They, well, it takes so much energy out of a panda. They don't even want to have sex. I mean, we put them in captivity. And we try to breed them, and they just look at each other, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's, there's really no reason that we would necessarily have to experience pleasure. We could just be like pandas and just do it when we're quote unquote, quote
1: unquote supposed to, you know. Right.
4: I <laughs> so. uh, got, I got me rolling. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean it's of the, true. If you put two pandas in,
7: in together, they don't they don't they don't just automatically go to each other. They're not like other animals. Like a lot of other like gorillas, all you gotta do is just like put them put them next to each other in you know, with polyglass between them and they're ready to go at it. You know what I mean? You put two pandas in a pin together and they just <laughs> look at each other. You know?
4: Yeah, <laughs> they gotta work on that bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> so
7: well, I mean they they just they're 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 very their their metabolism is very slow and they're very they don't have a whole lot of energy to expend. So they're like looking they're like, I could have sex with you or I can eat this bamboo and sit where I'm sitting. I think I'll sit where I'm sitting. You know? <laughs>
4: Sounds like <some> American. <laughs> right. well,
1: um,
4: the 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 basic the the most infuriating misconception that I still come in contact with, but I thought would eventually go away, is the basic definition of an atheist, and it it, it does not continue to surprise me, and in some ways it does. Uh, it, it's a real I, I'm not sure even how to describe it because it's not it's not hard to to obtain a definition of it. It's not hard to realize what it is, but since it does not. Match a theist worldview, then it has to change. Just like the concept of homosexuality being natural, it does not match their worldview, so they will just change, quote unquote, reality in order for it to fit. And like I said again, I'm pulling this from Merriam Webster. I'm not pulling this out the evil devil, atheist, uh, uh, atheist Bible, you know, or wherever the hell they think <laughs> we, we derive knowledge from. This is Merriam Webster, online or on text, on paper. Yeah. All right. Get ready for this. This one was kind of convoluted too. Definition of an atheist, one who believes that there is no deity. Bam. That's it. Hmm. Now, here's the problem. Because I knew that there was something out there and I had seen this kind of crazy notion and I've been told this notion that there are no actual atheists, that everyone is, is all atheists are actually agnostic. And it it comes from places like uh, Conservopedia, which I want to, to actually read off what it says there. And before I do that, Reyna, 2002 there was a, a a study done by ABC Television, and 150 people died from coconut, more than shark bites, actually, for that year. Yes. That's yeah. That's weird.
6: <laughs>
4: okay. So, okay. I uh, think she hung off. up. You might have hung up? Oh. Yeah, I think
3: yeah. she hung up.
4: That's fine. She She'll know, bring back. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring her back in whenever she wants to come back to school. The definition starts off you know pretty fine. They actually pull it from the Stafford uh, Encyclopedia of Philosophy, which I, I think is a pretty good choice. Atheism, as defined by the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, the Root Leg Encyclopedia of Philosophy, and other philosophy reference works, is the denial of the resistance of the existence of God. Now I have a problem with that one because it's a presupposition. But I'll continue. The Merriam Webster Dictionary's definition of atheism is a disbelief in the existence of a athe- of a deity. So you see there's a difference in those two uh definitions. And they set that up like that to put that presupposition play early on and if you put that presupposition in someone's mind and it matches up with their worldview then that gives that confirmation bias a chance to start working early on and then it goes into um, some purported variations of atheism. Many atheists like to make a distinction between strong atheism and weak atheism. Uh, They define strong atheism as believing God does not exist while weak atheism as neither believing nor disbelieving. However, this usage is incorrect and has been invented by atheists to boost their numbers. Hmm. <laughs> Never have I heard that from any any non-theist of any, any kind at all. But you know these these they these folks. Wait, you haven't
3: connected. heard. This, wait, what hadn't you heard
4: this this distinction? You know, we have strong atheism and then we have weak atheism. And with, I think they're called something different, too. Um, some people still kind of refer to strong and weak atheism, but that that distinction is, is real. But Conservapedia is making the assertion that the usage of strong, just that dichotomy that we make there, that that's incorrect. And that we invented this to boost our numbers. That's, that's the only purpose of it. It's not actually a division of, you know, our lack of beliefs, but it's just uh, a smokescreen. So, here's here's, that's where the bullshit continues. Uh, If you believe God does not exist, you are an atheist. If you neither believe nor disbelieve, you aren't an atheist, you are some kind of agnostic. So, here they are, acknowledging a, a part they're a half truth. This is a half truth, Alvin. Here, it? go. What? I just say wanted Judy? to ask. No, this is Devore,
3: not Jim.
6: No, Devor,
3: my bad. Yeah. Um, what
6: is that definition of God? Their
4: definition, I think actually, I
6: have. <laughs> I think I have a problem with their definition.
4: Okay, I will. Okay, here is the Conservopedia definition of God. God is the sovereign creator and eternal ruler of all things and beings that exist, whether in the physical universe or in the spiritual realm. Not only is God the creator and ruler of these things and beings within those two realms, but he is also the creator of the realms themselves. God created the physical universe, and before he acted in creation, uh, the universe did not exist. Likewise, God did with the spiritual realm.
6: And could you tell me... You know, right beside the word God, they tell you whether it's a verb, a noun. You see that little thing?
4: This is uh, from Consideropedia, and they have neglected to put uh, whether what, what part of uh, speech it is. Uh, yeah, I'm looking all up along here, and they give Bible verses, of course, but none of the actual uh, annotations as you... That's fine So let me look In the etymology Okay In the etymology Dictionary It has God as a noun
6: Okay Okay Because I have seen Even in um, uh, uh, The uh, comment What is the name Of that thing Where the Where the Bible Has its own Like little You know And they have Beside it Peace Hmm
4: there's a P beside it? hmm That must, uh, for I've pronouns. Seen, I've, in
6: the, I've seen that, too. And what, would you call it the Concordance or something like that? I don't even forget the name.
4: Oh, the name of the website?
6: Uh, no, 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 no. They, the, the, I, I would guess you would call it the Bible, a Bible dictionary. You know, whatever the dictionary is of, of the Bible, when they try to explain what words are. Um
4: Oh I'm you know, not God, I'm not too sure.
6: The word God is plural. But I uh, you know, I I have a problem. I don't know what I would be called. I have a problem as far as the meaning of of the word God. I have a problem with what they consider God is. Or um and I uh, I don't know what I am. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I. You know the the emphasis that they put on, you know, uh, what he can do. Oh, and every time you know something happens, he 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 did it. Uh, and I don't believe in all that.
4: Yeah, and that's a good point. That's why you have all of these different uh, sects of Christians because some believe that he is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Some believe, like you said, uh, on the on the website for Serapedia, that he's just one sovereign creator. You have ones that believe different things, but it's interesting right. that they can define what somebody else believes when they ha- are farthest from that. So, to, for for me to avoid making any logical fallacies, I would say that's that's a little bit too reaching for them to define or to say that our divisions. There are illegitimate, yet they themselves have many, many, many divisions of right. what they actually believe that their creator is. And I would actually, and I don't, I don't spend time debating theists about the Bible because it's like debating Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpy or Harry Potter. It's, it's magic and bullshit. If you actually look in the 2000 version of the King James ver- uh, version of the Bible it actually states that basilisk and unicorns are real That's com- we all know as adults but that is complete bullshit if you actually look in numbers I want to say it's 22 uh, 20 or 2022 I can't remember which one but it states that God is the strong as uniform unicorn I think I'm done <laughs> with James uh, <laughs> wow. so um, wow. it, it, it's, it's so funny and I just forgot where I was going okay. um, it's so funny that they would define something like that. Yet, mm-hmm. I don't think that many Christians consider what a deity is. I mean, it's not their deity, any deity. Mm-hmm. A deity typically from what our limited corporeal knowledge can, can contain and label have three qualities. Omnipresence, omniscience, and omnipotence the ability to be everywhere, the ability to know everything that is and ever was, and to be all-powerful. That is far beyond anything that we can we can conceive something like that, but we cannot actually uh, physically do that. That is an, as an ethical quality of an equal being. So for us to even comprehend what a deity is, we would have to have some kind of concept of these three attributes. Now, we take those three attributes and we apply them to a deity. How can we ever interpret what that being does? That is so far beyond our comprehension, supposedly. But yet, they have the gall, I'll say that, to try and contain such a being in context of a, a compilation of, of this book that's fully written and contradict itself. And yet they want uh someone else to to believe this. Um actually uh can we get uh N2K uh in here?
3: Yeah, I've got I've got him and Raina are back on the line. Okay, yeah. Alright, uh N2 and Raina, you're both on.
5: Um ladies first. Yeah, Um, no, you can
7: go first.
5: That's fine. No, ladies first. I'm a gentleman. No, I'm Uh,
7: actually in the middle of I don't think she has
3: a comment. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
5: Okay. Um, I think that when we get into philosophical discussions about the existence of there being a higher being and there being a god, what we don't understand is is that and this is something that I always bring bring to the forefront, is that we have a tendency as human beings to anthropomorphize something that is not human, and we try to make it human, and that's where the conflict begins. Because when you talk about God, and I'll bring up something that maybe is very far-fetched, However, it's very legitimate.
0: Anagrams,
5: meaning that you can take the words, the letters in a word, and you can switch them around, and it creates a new word. Take God, switch the letters around, you got dog. Right. Exactly. Now, my point in bringing that up is: is at what point do you make a distinction a distinction between God and dog? Same letters, different definition, different word. And this is where, and like the host was saying, this is where we get into the the argument. And I'm not saying argument literally. I just mean that subjectively. Um this is where we get into the discussion of whether you're agnostic versus atheist versus religious. I'm not a religious person because I know where the word religion comes from. It comes from the Latin word religio which means to bind, which means to tie together.
6: Right.
5: And religion is Sponsored by government. Mm-hmm. I don't care what form, what fashion of history you've been involved in. Religion, and we didn't even get Christianity until 325 AD, um, um, the Council of Nicaea. Okay? And then uh, my guest my, my host not actually, he talked that's about not
7: exactly true. There was Christianity okay. before the Council of Nicaea. Like okay, there was there was Christianity.
5: Liar. There was there was Christianity before that, but they weren't called Christians. They were called agnostics. They weren't um, Christian.
7: I don't think and I don't they think were, that's
5: they exactly were, true, they, but they were
1: different they were okay. different sects. Of the right, right. That we and, were they were, and, and
5: we're on the same path. We're on the same path because what happened was they were driven underground and they were called heretics. And then once Rome realized that they extended themselves militarily so far out that they couldn't even run the world because that was the first real empire, they couldn't run the world militarily. So then what they did was they said, hey, let's create a religion. And it didn't even start out as creation. I'm not sure exactly. Christ- I'm
7: not sure that's exactly the way that it went okay, historically. Okay, but, but, but my point, I but do, my point I is. I the point that, that the church is a, is that even the Catholic right, church is a governmental right, body with with right. influence and it, they have Influence exactly. in, in, in history, exactly. so I'm, I'm not going to dispute exactly. you there. But the fact of the matter is, is that not every religion has been government sanctioned, and in fact, there's been um, no, no. I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking about I'm
5: I'm talking about religion as we know it today. You're 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 obviously very well versed in terms of in historical perspective. Most people don't even understand that. They don't even get it. They don't even know that it didn't start out as Christianity. It started out as Catholicism. And if you look up the, the word Catholic, it means universal. Yeah. It started out as a Catholic religion. Right. not Not as Christianity. So we're on the same page. I'm, I'm with you on this one because you got knowledge. You got knowledge that you need to tell people about, and that's real, and that's real. And then once they turned it from Catholicism to Christianity, if you look at, and I like to call it the doctrine of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ never talked about Christianity. Jesus Christ wasn't even a Christian. Right. He was a Jew. Yeah. And you got all these people who are sitting here saying, Oh, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ never professed Christianity? Exactly. Had nothing to do with it. Now, here's 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 my question to all of you who are extremely intelligent. How did it how did it get so twisted to where the people who believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ. And this has been over, what, 3,000 years? Mm -hmm. He ain't coming back. And guess what they're going to do? And I'm telling you right here and now, I might get cut off. They're going to introduce this holographic stuff because that's the only thing that's left, okay? You see it in the movies. You see the holographic images. I think they did a concert with uh, some Rapper or some entertainer Where they
3: Plastered yeah, Tupac's Tupac, yeah, face yeah. There you
5: go There you go And guess what They're going to do the same thing with Jesus Christ They're going to plaster his face On the sky in a holographic image And everybody's going to bow down Well Not everybody
7: Um, he, um Yeah I, I know mean, it's, It sounds far I don't know. I, know. I mean, I don't I don't I don't necessarily see that <laughs> happening. Um but I mean certainly the Catholic Church um is not above fraud. Um there have been numerous cases where, you know, um icons that were, you know, shown you know, said to have been bleeding or crying or, you
1: exactly. know, otherwise
7: doing something that was regarded as being miraculous has been disproven. Exactly. So certainly we know that the Catholic Church is not above you know, um, you know, doing things that are fraudulent in order to gain, um, the faithful, you know, but, um, Would would, would you admit, would you
5: admit that the Catholic Church, they own 90% of the property in the United States, the Vatican? They
7: do own a, they own quite a lot of property and they, they control quite a lot of money and, um. You know, no one is going to dispute you there um, I I wouldn't go so far As to say that they're they're going To do that, I mean, no. I don't know that they're Necessarily, um, I mean You know, I don't know for A fact that there are widespread <laughs> Conspiracies, I know that there are people within the church You know, that have done things In the past, and so I'll say that there are are there I don't put it above someone you know uh, right. doing that at right. the Vatican right. or someone right. doing that at even not even at the Vatican level right. but at like you know right. sort of the more local level I don't put that above anyone but um I wouldn't you <laughs> I know that's, you know, not you know that's so why I'm, you're laughing I'm, you're no, laughing I'm because, because you know you know no, I'm laughing because I'm not into uh, into um <laughs> sort of a, you know, conspiracy theorizing, especially when there's not sufficient evidence. I mean obviously there's been a conspiracy to cover up the you know, the uh, instances of child sexual abuse in the church, um, to cover for, you know, individual priests and, and parishes that have been engaged in that. So, you know, obviously there there have been some conspiracies, but saying that there are some conspiracies to say that, you know, all conspiracies are or or, you know, certain conspiracies are, are then given credit. I don't think is something that you can say logically. So okay, kind of well let me ask you this question. Well,
5: based well, we on, do, based on everything you said, they've been able to perpetrate all this stuff in the name of God, and they get mm-hmm. away with it. Why do we let them get away with it?
6: What we do see um, is, what is what we that? do see is the three major religions coming together. You know, and they're coming together. To take over, yeah. I mean, ch- check out. I t- yeah, I mean, you. I don't know whether you see it where you're at, but when uh, Farrakhan comes on, right?
5: Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. He's
6: not. He's not reading from the Holy Quran. Most of the time. He's well, Farrakhan in the Bible. hasn't. But but, 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 but
7: Farrakhan and in, in his brand of um, of Islam is not. Is is not the uh, the original Islam? I mean, he is not. No, representative. of I'm I'm I'm, the... I'm just
6: giving. And, and then look at when what happened. Remember what happened to Eddie Long? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know and where she's went, going. I know he where went she's to going. That Catholic. He went to yeah. that. Uh, remember? Yeah. Okay. yeah, and this this They're all brings uh, up. that I, I, I was always want to say that's the new world order.
4: Yeah. They're don't coming don't
6: together to control.
4: I. That's a whole. I don't other, necessarily agree that with whole you there. I think that's way uh,
7: right. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't agree with you there. But I, I, I understand that you know that um, it is frustrating.
4: Okay. Um. Yeah. We. <laughs> this has gone over uh the hour limit, and I wanted to kind of get into a section where we talked about uh things of divergent from what we spoke about. Um, I had to take a little absence. Uh, to handle something real quick, but I appreciate uh, Raina going into the history a little bit more. I mean, we had a call. Uh, N2K, had, gave a, a ham-fisted kind of uh, uh, reach back into the history, and like you said, it was a, a a cult to start off with, and that's something that a lot of people don't know. That's why if you actually, from from what I've learned, or from my own experience and what I've heard from other people, you learn the religion before you learn the history of it because if you actually knew the history behind religion, you'd be less likely to be into it. And uh, like I say, I, I thank you guys for coming in, but we're trying to try to get this back on track. We're going to do another show, a continuation of this, that we'll actually reach back into the history of things and find out why uh, the definition of atheist is so stigmatized because it has a lot to do not with just uh, the, being the opposition, of a theist but also how it was used uh during uh world war ii to you know uh also i guess uh, to point the finger at the, the godless commies you know quote unquote so it, it's still being associated with that sort of uh, dialogue but uh, i want to hop into something that uh, somebody mentioned it too and they didn't name it by name but the other logical fallacy here on my list was the, the black and white fallacy and i i had this one proposed to me in college that i would heard before but not as uh, overtly that you know i would much rather be a christian because if i'm wrong then i you know I, I, there's nothing happens to me according to atheism but if i'm right and, and you're wrong then you go to hell so i have the safer choice Again, this is a presupposition. They've already stated from this, and it's also a bit of a a loaded statement rather than a loaded question, that they've already presupposed that their theology is correct. So from that is where we get these, uh, they they drew a conclusion that was erroneous. But the problem is they got to that conclusion from an assertion that is unfounded there's nothing saying that their theology is correct, that their God exists, this, that and the other. So we have to learn to recognize some of these and address them accordingly. Um Brooks, do you have uh, any any other ones that you want to you want to hit on? And then pass the later? Uh
3: let's see. After <laughs> we got hella off track, so I was uh oof. after I have to get back to uh get back to where where my notes are let's see um oh and just for the just so you know um i had to i had to mute everyone just a second ago just because the show was getting really off track i kind of wanted to bring it back to center um alfred was trying to interject and unfortunately um you know couldn't really hear him over everyone else so i just muted everyone um we'll bring you guys back in just in just a second or so so uh just stay just stay stay tuned um, as far as the arguments though um a big a big one that 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 gets brought up everywhere happens at least once in every debate I see every debate between atheists between atheists and, and theists uh between different between theists of, of different religious uh, backgrounds, and that is the straw man. Happens at least it happens like I said happens in at least every debate. Straw man argument is when you misrepresent someone's argument to make it easier, easier to easier to attack. Um, Example of this would be like if someone says, you know, we should put more money into like health and education, and someone responds to that by saying that. You're, you know, surprised that someone wants to put money, that someone hates our country so much that he wants to leave it defenseless by cutting military spending, which, you know, doesn't really, which had nothing to do with the original statement, but that's what a straw man is. Purposely misrepresent an argument to make it easier, easier to
4: attack. Okay. Um, yeah, I had, to, I had to mute my mic, my son, downstairs now. <laughs> But um, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and unmute everybody after I'm done giving my piece on it because I I know uh we heard some straw men in Emily's debate and one of the most frustrating ones is oh you're just an angry atheist and you're just rebelling against God because of all that anger and that is such bullshit that was. Really, it doesn't infuriate me, but it annoys me because it's like you first don't know the definition of atheist, and two, you don't realize that the majority of us used to be Christian or some form of theist. And being angry at something we don't believe in honestly makes no sense, but it does from the perspective of a the theist because it again aligns with their worldview and it aligns with their theology. So they would much readily believe that, even though it's very fallacious and completely fictitious than uh acknowledge reality that some people are just not convinced uh it's extremely frustrating because it's uh it's like that movie uh with adam Sandler anger management you know where it's, uh the guys telling him you know to calm down and stop being angry and adam Adam is fine. But he keeps saying it over and over again that it annoys him and it actually does make him angry and that's really what it is, is a fishing expedition for anger and to try and draw it out so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy you antagonize someone to the point of them being angry, so see, see, there you go here's all that ang- uh, angry atheism coming out, all that evil or whatever the hell that they, they say and how they rationalize you know, a normal human response, but like I said, it matches with that world view. Another one is that, is one of the funny ones, uh, and you may have heard this or seen someone use this, is that, oh, well, you don't want to believe in God because being a Christian is too hard. And that one is just humorous to the point that I can make the, the best retort that I have to that is that you're too intellectually lazy to actually be an atheist, and that one it's it's it's, it's a borderline name calling, or it's it's right there, but it's not actually going over to say that being an atheist. It, it, it does kind of imply it, but it's the report in the form of that what you're saying is very invalid and actually you know insulting. So I'm going to report. you to show you how that feels because it's not helping the conversation any it's just you're you're repeating something that is a misconception because it matches your worldview and because it's easier for you to attack even though it's it's a it's a complete balance it's it's false i have yet to to actually hear anyone in the in the free thought community say well you know i'm just here (laughs) because i it's too hard to be a christian you know you know, uh going against gay marriage and uh telling people they're going to hell is, is, is rough work. Uh, I, I, I can't do this anymore. So go hang out let me come over here and hang out with you guys. It's, what, have you ever experienced anything like that, bro? I'm sorry,
3: repeat that again. Uh I was actually in the middle of reading reading something. Uh
4: have you have you ever, in your entire time being among people of the free thought community, online, offline, whatever, have you ever encountered anyone to say, well, you know, I'm just kind of here uh, with this label of being an atheist or agnostic, because being, being a Christian is just it's too hard, and you know, just all the all the rules and, you know, praying and stuff like that, it's, it's so difficult and, and time-consuming and it's cumbersome. I, I just, I, I want to do something easier. Can I, I just hang out with you guys?
3: <laughs> I have never heard that. <laughs> I <laughs> I, I have never heard anyone say that. At least, no, no one serious, you know, I've heard it said in jest, like, like you know, like you just said it, but I've never heard anyone seriously say, "And eh, being a Christian is too hard, no, I'll just, you know, just dump God and do whatever. Never heard anyone yeah. say that.
4: Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious. <laughs> that's that's- like I said, it is really, really funny because the shit that they say like that makes no sense and they have no actual evidence of stuff like that. But it's easy to kind of throw that out there because it matches their worldview and it aligns with their theology. So it's an easy position to attack even though it is false. Completely false. Um... Let's see. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and open up the lines and open up the, uh, the callers to see if they've ever experienced anything like that. But so we're just two guys, you know. We, you know yeah. We're you limited experience. Maybe somebody else has actually had an experience like that. But right. I've, I've,
3: I've got Deborah and Raina back on the line right now.
6: Yeah, I've never experienced anything like that. In fact, to me, it sounds completely the opposite.
4: Yeah, and that's what I was getting at, is that it's much, for for me being, when I was a theist, it was easy for me just to cosign whatever anyone else was saying. I I didn't have to think, I didn't have to read the Bible, I just had to go along, yep, Jesus is the way, you gave your evil, and all you atheists are going to hell, and I feel good about myself. Everything that I do, I'm going to heaven, and I'm a good person, and all this, that other bullshit, that is too easy. You cosign. you believe, you obey.
7: Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily had that particular experience, although I know a lot of people that did, and I've been to places that were like that. I mean, particularly in the last church that I was in, like they were really about like reading and like studying and all that good stuff. So it was actually there that I really, you know, was reading and I had doubts. And my minister actually, you know, he – He wasn't one of those people who would just say, oh, if you have doubts, you know, you're just reading it wrong and you just need to go to the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't one of those. Like, he was like, you know, I, you know, you're not going to have all the answers. You know what I mean? He was like, and, you know, if you, if something really bothers you, it's probably because they didn't know themselves. You know what I mean? And so, like, it was kind of like, you know, (laughs) after, after talking to him, like, I just, I would even, I'd have even more doubts or I'd have even more questions And so I would start reading other things Like I would start reading like C.S. Lewis And you know some apologists And things like that And then I was like wait These arguments make absolutely no sense You know And that's what started me off Towards you know atheism You know well, I,
6: You know I always like to say I was born in the church <laughs> I can go all the way back And my preacher was he he wasn't one of them shouting them shouting preachers. In fact he was um he was a scholar teacher at the seminary at Virginia Union University. At that seminar. And the seminary and like he um you know, he thought about, you know, even though he was bad. You could listen to him and and in your mind you could ask questions. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not angry. I don't know whether, I guess maybe it's, I'm pretty sure a lot of things nasty and dirty happen in the church. Okay, I've seen so. But as far as me being like I am, I ha- I just was very curious. I'm a very curious person about a lot of things, and I did a lot of research. And that's why I'm like, I am okay, and what you know because I question
4: exactly, and uh can you hear me typing in the background?
6: <laughs> I hear something
4: <laughs> I think I don't know what more. it is, is i mean
7: what? i'm I'm in a pretty quiet room right now, so
4: okay. yeah. <laughs> just want to make sure, but um, yeah, I'm not sure where this came from i I really don't know, but. I think a lot of these misconceptions are actually rooted in what's called lying for Jesus. And I just lost my opinion. Um Lying for Jesus is basically a uh, a concept that was coined, I want to say, and actually i have be starting my. the overall, and I'll give you a ham-fisted example of it. It's okay for any believer, any, any follower of Christ to somewhat deceive, or completely just outright lie in order to get someone to become a Christian. Now, okay, here we go. Uh, This is Rational Wiki, the the antithesis to Conservapedia. Lying for Jesus is a form of pious fraud, which happens when some Christians believe that falsifying information is acceptable if that brings people to Jesus or somehow supports his historicity, saintliness, or supposed godliness. The practice has a long and venerable history in the Christian religions. Now, this is act this has been traced back to uh lactate, lactan, Lactantius, early Christian author Lactantius, um circa you know two hundred forty to three hundred twenty, uh along with his anti Christian contemporary or of uh, Tyr. Uh, 2.34 to 3.05, wildly exaggerated the stories of orgies and other forms of debauchery that the first century Romans had allegedly practiced. Oddly enough, many of these stories were based upon anti-religious critiques written by Romans in the first century. Christian historians have used these stories ever since to emphasize what early Christians allegedly struggled against in their society. Hmm. Even back then, there are stories of mystery. You see how far that is that's ridiculous that is yeah no well far you know path. i
7: mean it's just like the lie that a lot of christians tell about you know being fed to lions and you know mass persecution you know that they supposedly have faced you know there's no evidence that shows that they have been persecuted in such a manner you know um
1: exactly you know
7: uh the the Friendly Atheist had a really nice blog on it and you know there's been some um some pieces in various news um outlets about it, but um they still continue to perpetuate the lie. Um and and they still continue to perpetuate the lie that they're being persecuted today, which I can find absolutely no evidence of.
4: Yes, and yeah. I have I have friends and, and fellow soldiers and all types of people I talk to that right, say it again? Hello. I didn't say
1: anything.
7: I uh, thought so I heard
4: a, a man's voice. I think it was somebody's phone. Uh, I I still have like I said I have, I have friends, old coworkers, uh, you know, classmates and whatnot that will repeat this. You know you know Christians are being persecuted, and the new form now is just to put things uh, our memes up with oh it's okay for gays to to express themselves, but when a Christian does it. The world's coming to an end and it's okay to bash christians it's like you all still make up the majority uh, in this country you are not the oppressed majority well that's that's their new term for themselves is the oppressed majority exactly. when in reality is like people are tired of being antagonized if you go back through history it's just this american history every major social event that had to be resolved was at the core started and fueled and funded and driven by Christianity. It, your religion has been the antagonizer of all these events. People look back and say, okay, we're tired of this. We're, not, we're going to stop. We're going to actually progress instead of regress our society. And you can have your religion it, as crazy as it is, whatever, that is your right. And then, out of all the things that they take away from what we do believe in and what we support. But none of them will acknowledge that a lot of us yeah. respect their right to their religion. They will yeah. focus on how much we we talk about it and critique it, just like anything else, but they will not acknowledge that we support their right to have it. So, right. like I said, that doesn't match with their worldview, that having it match, you know, uh, uh, have it matching what they want to believe themselves to be out as as victims as as persecuted that works better because you show your opposition a in a good light Then you can't have Well more if they comfort.
7: didn't lie about that then they couldn't lie about prophecy. You know what I mean? Cuz exactly. then they it doesn't fit their in time scenarios. You know what I mean? If they say, "Oh yeah, we're at the top of the food chain." You know, and we and we dictate to people what's acceptable. And you know we have politicians in our pockets, and we, you know, we have all of the government funds for you know nonprofit organizations coming, you know, coming directly to us through a pipeline that's just for us, that's set up just for us. You know, um, you know they don't they don't want to talk about this these things because these things contradict the the the, uh, the prophecies that you know things are supposed to get harder for them. You know, and for some of them, you know, the Antichrist is already here and his name is Obama. You know what I mean? (laughs) So they really can't give credence to, um, you know, anything that appears to actually be, you know, based in fact. But, um, you know, they have to distort things.
6: I can't see how someone can preach, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and don't pay taxes. I'm sorry. I mean, like... I, you know, I'm, I I think they have a right to be to believe what they want to believe, too. I just don't think they should take over and control everybody.
4: Well, see, that's the thing. They need to have that structure. They need to have a theocracy like Saudi Arabia that makes them feel as though they have control. Because, again, we go back to this, this concept of having things match their world beliefs a worldview that aligns with their theology. So you can't have, Jesus can't come back if, you know, if the world's not ready for him. I've heard, I've heard that one too. Uh, yeah. Another good misconception that I know both of you and uh, and Brooks has also heard of and NTK and is that this is a Christian nation. And I cringe every time I hear yeah. that because it goes against everything that this nation was set up against. As an exactly. American, you should be able to recognize history and at least know... If you're going to quote the Constitution and hold up the stars and stripes and say how much of a good American you are, you could at least pay attention in history class. You could at least recognize that the founding fathers were not Christian. They were actually Jews. These are these these men growing up in the Enlightenment. Well, not growing up. they are the men that are, have been seasoned by the Enlightenment, period. So the common uh, things of this, this dogmatic... And very archaic uh, belief system is not going to align with their worldview at all. Mm-mm. So, trying to to go against what's already written in the Treaty of Tripoli at 1797, Article 11, is completely false. And it is just a big, 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 big misconception and out, just outright lie. Uh, honestly, some of them don't know, and i brought it up to them, and they've actually gone and researched and gone, "Wow, I've I've never known that. I've never seen it, I've always been told." I said, "Well, yeah, I know you've been told that. I was too. That's what I was also taught as a person too. And of course, I didn't even think about it. I, I on it. You know, this, this is this is Jesus' words. You know, somewhere maybe. So <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just agree with it because it sounds good and it matches my worldview and it matches my theology." And that's what it really bothers me about uh, this whole system of belief, because if you can honestly make up anything and have everyone go along with it, that opens the door for so much to go wrong that I don't think that the good that you claim your religion does can outweigh that, because there's nothing keeping it in check. If there's nothing to keep it in check, how is that supposed to make me feel good? How is that supposed to make me feel good as a a citizen when you say stuff like, well, this is the only thing keeping me sane and keeping me from killing people? How am I supposed to take stuff like that, you know? Mm
6: -hmm. I'm glad they they took prayer out of school. You know, I don't like the indoctrination um, in children from the get-go. You know, from the beginning that's that's like indoctrinating into Christianity. Well,
1: that's, I that's mean, why they like. That.
7: I just I just think it's important to remember that whatever we're whether or not we're we're giving children religion, we're indoctrinating them with something. It's just that we hope that we're indoctrinating them with you know thing with values like you know thinking for yourself and you know caring about your fellow human being and yeah. you know that type of stuff. Um, and you but can do all unfortunately.
1: That Oh, yeah,
7: you can do all of that without christianity obviously um you know we we're we're sitting here living proof, but um you know it's you know it's it's unfortunate for the reasons that um you know that Alfred gave you know that people you know indoctrinate people this way, and you know will you know lie to them you know for the purposes of preserving the institution or preserving the the faith you know it's unfortunate because it does put people in a in a bad spot.
4: You know. So. Okay. Brooks, are you back?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm back. Okay.
4: Hey, um, can we go ahead and get uh NCK's input on this?
3: Uh yeah, where is he at? Okay. Uh he's back on the line. My bad, man.
5: Oh, no problem. Um, here here's the only thing that I wanted to interject. We can sit here and talk about religion all day, every day, all day long. Religion is what, and I quote the opiate of the masses." Religion means nothing. It doesn't matter what you believe in. What matters is what you act on.
6: exactly
5: And what most people well,
7: actually believe determined actions. Okay, <laughs> well, let
5: me, let, me, let, me, let me finish, my dear.
7: The okay. problem
5: that we have as people is that we act on stuff that we really don't know anything about.
6: Yeah.
5: See, when we sit here and talk, just like we're having this discussion right now, and we can get into this whole religion thing, whether religion is legitimate, whether it's illegitimate, it doesn't even matter. How many people actually know anything about religion from a historical standpoint? How many people know about Mithra, they which was
2: part know. of
5: which was part of the religious group in Roman culture? How many people know about the Sumerians? How many people know about the Akkadians? How many people know about the history? historical implications of all these mystery religions. How many people know about Moses? And most people don't even know. Moses is not even a factual character.
6: Exactly.
5: He's fictitious. He's fictitious. And guess what? Who's the actual character that they stole Moses from? Is Akhenaten. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
5: Uh-huh. Who's it who's the actual historical figure. If you go and look up Akhenaten, who's the father of King Tut, who brought monotheism Thank into you. Egypt. Yes,
6: yes.
5: You, you yes, understand yes. what I'm talking about.
6: That's right. You understand right. what I'm
5: talking about. And now you know the, the any man in it. The Bible doesn't have any legitimate historical figures. That's, right. That's the game. That's the game. That's what people don't get. Yep. Jesus Christ is not a historical figure. No.
6: Exactly.
7: I mean, I wouldn't uh, go as far not. as to say that there are no legitimate there are no legitimate historical figures in the Bible.
6: Okay, name one. I would. I would.
5: Name one. I would. I would. Name
7: one. Like I said, I. I said that I didn't say that there weren't. I mean, there are some. There are a few. I don't. I don't recall their names because I am not in the musical. Name one. Mm-hmm. Name I one. Said, I said okay. I. said I wouldn't go as far to as to say it. You're the one who said that there wasn't. I'm saying there's, that there's there no, are. There is no that historical
5: there, proof. There of are anybody some There is
7: some There is some historicity to the Bible. It's just limited. It's like it's like reading. It's like reading. It's like reading hmm. fiction, uh, historical fiction. Hmm. You know, there hmm. are
4: some. There are. Oh, I'll let speak. There, I'll let us speak.
7: Yeah, there are some. There are some things in the Bible that are have some historical basis. Now, I, I wouldn't go so far to say that the entire book is fictional, but it's like it's like reading historical fiction. It's like reading um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know Abraham Lincoln existed. Some of these places that are you know discussed in the Bible existed. Some of the people may have even existed, not all, but but some. You know some of the some of the people okay. are probably are probably fictionalized from what they were you know what, who they originally were. Like you were saying with Akhenaten, I don't know that to be true. I've heard that said before but I've never said that or, or, or read that in any credible, you know, uh academic, you know, journal. You can look but, it up. Um, All you
5: gotta do is yeah. Google it. All you gotta That's do is right.
7: Google yeah. it. Yeah. Well exactly. you gotta do a little bit more than Google it. I mean it has to be it has to be vetted, but Okay. Um, case, you can you can then, do the research. Akhenaten yeah. was
5: a historical I, figure.
7: I know okay. Akhenaten was a historical figure. We know that. We've 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 read. Moses Moses
5: is not a historical <laughs> figure.
7: And she I agree that Moses is not a historical – you and I are in agreement that Moses was not a historical figure.
4: Okay, We're in agreement and, there. And, that's, and that's, okay. that, brings, that brings me to my next point, actually, is that what she's referring to is more of allegory. You can't just say that this such and such does not exist when they're allegorized in another form of literature. They no. Do well, let's, not in the let's form define, let's define allegory,
5: my man. Allegory means that you're telling a story – that doesn't involve actual individuals and what you're doing is you're presupposing a particular event or events. That's what an allegory is. It's a story. It's not real.
4: Okay. But does the person that is being allegorized exist or not?
5: No, by definition. If it's an allegory, it's not real. It's a story. So you can presuppose a particular individual being involved in the allegory, but that individual is not real. You can't prove to me that Jesus Christ existed. You can't prove to me that Moses existed. You can't prove to me that Peter existed. You can't prove to me that anybody in the Bible, Methuselah, I don't give a damn who you talk about, Adam and Eve, you can't prove they existed, what? okay. But you no. can, well, but but Alfred allegorically, existed. but allegorically, you can prove their existence.
7: Alfred, I just I just want to say this one point, and and then I I'll you know I'm just going to you know back out for a little bit. Um, my my only point is this: is that we can't we can't make arguments against bad arguments from theists that are also bad. And I think it's a bad argument to say that, you know, flat out, there's no historicity to the Bible, like none yeah, whatsoever.
1: Exactly. To, say that, to, say yeah.
7: that, to say that it has limited historical value is is true. You know exactly. what I mean? To say it has no historical value right. is incorrect. Right,
4: I agree. But here's the thing. We, we, we know, we've done a little bit of research that you'll, we'll take the great flood. We know that is a retelling of the Epic of Gilgamesh. We know that. Right. Okay, right. so that begs right. the question: Does the Epic right. of Gilgamesh have some historical backing of actual relevance? But over time and over retelling, it has been exaggerated, like the telephone game.
7: Well, we know right. we know for for I a agree. fact that in that region, in in the in the in the Nile Valley, in in most d- valley um you know river valley civilization, there's annual flooding so to individuals who live in you know river valley regions you know this idea of a flood that a disastrous flood is not something that would be um you know a fiction that would have been that would have been an actual event you know can now, can I say we, something
5: can I say something before we, i get offline now, okay go ahead can i marry you
7: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um no i'm sorry but um yeah so that's what i was saying is that you know yeah, just, i just know things i things. I thought
5: i'd throw some extra stuff in there but you know what you are extremely intelligent and you are a definite queen and i love the way you talk i love the way you talk and if I don't mean no disrespect to your man or your husband. I don't, if he's listening, I didn't mean no disrespect. I'm just paying homage to the fact that you got a good woman. That's a good woman. All
6: right.
1: Or actually, he has a a
5: good
4: man.
6: Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah. So,
4: Uh-oh. in
7: any case, um, back to what I was saying. Um, the, the point is, is that there, you know, the, there are some things that would have happened or that would have had cultural, historical relevance. You know, some of those things we don't necessarily have access to because of the passage of time. Some of those things were exaggerated. You know, there, there are stories that, you know, that we know to, you know, as folk tales that have some truth to them. You know. There are folk tales about Shaka Zulu. You know what I mean? And things oh, that Shaka damn Zulu's I want to marry kid. this woman. I you know what I
5: mean. To but marry
7: you know, there's there's folk tales and legends about Massamusa. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we and Mansamusa and we know that the we know that those things could not have possibly happened in real time, but we know that there's probably some ring of truth in there. So we have to you know, we can't just go ahead and just wholesale write off the entire Bible as though it has, you know, no historical relevance.
6: You well, know, it's just you know, very they limited. They copied yeah. a lot. You understand from the tablets. Yeah. They had tablets, and they copied. They just made that made it into their story because there were tab- there were scrolls. You had the yeah, ultra. I'm, you had the ultra And the the eminu the All of it was in corner yeah, language. Understand
7: and understandable and and. You know is it possible that that could have happened? Sure, but I don't think that there's been sufficient evidence brought forth to suggest that they were copied. What we can say is that human beings have we have because of the way that we've evolved, we have in some in some sense a very similar way of looking at the world in in some in some sense because we wherever you go on whatever continent you find human beings we've we we decided there were gods. We decided that we were created some kind of way, and a lot of the creation stories, on you know, from people who were separated by thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of miles, were, you know, they were, I mean, it was thousands of miles. You know, they they came up with sometimes similar, you know, yeah. ideas of how of how we were created. So, you know, these this is because we've evolved. You know, we evolved in a in a very in a very unique way. And so, when we spread out, we carried this architecture, this structure in our brains, and the way that we used it you know it 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 came up with these very similar myths, you know
4: exactly,
1: so
7: we can't necessarily put it all on you know we they copied and and then also there's cultural exchange. You know, not everything is about okay. They stole this or they copied this. Some of it's cultural exchange. Some of it's, um, you know, oh well, my God has a snake tail. Oh, you know, my God, He has created me out of mud. Then over here, this person has said now my my God has a snake tail and created me out of mud. You know what I mean? There's exactly. a there's a blending of ideas that happens, and we know and we this happens that. in Christianity. Just like we were talking on the other night on Wednesday with um, Annalise, you know there. In Christianity, you can see, you know, the blending of of these cosmologies in that region. You know, you've got you know Romo Grekans, you know, you've got you know um, North African, you know what I mean, and even the influence of um, of the Zoroastrians. You know.
4: Yeah, and a good so, example of that is uh, I think the I think I mean, y'all might have said the Vodun religion and the. Um, uh, it, it's a version of uh, Catholicism, and I think, well done, that uh, right. some of the, and I used to know it, I, I'll come back to it in a second, but uh, yeah, uh, I want to I wanna definitely okay. thank you for dropping some knowledge on us, Raina, especially with the historical context, and like I said, one of those, us making the fallacy of just assuming that everything that they say is completely uh, you know, illegitimate and 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 just false because it, it for some way, shape, or form it came from somewhere. You know, just to say whether it came from imagination or from reality, that's what we have to dig and discern for ourselves in order to say, okay, well, here is what it is, and not just what I believe. And then also, you know, like I said, falling into that that fallacy of just assuming because they are who they are that it's illegitimate. But uh, uh, right. I want to go ahead and give you two a chance to, you know, say your final words, and I'm gonna, me and uh, uh, me and MC are gonna go ahead and close this out, and also give the lineup for the next few days.
7: Well, I just wanted to say thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed myself, and I uh, hope to
6: talk to you soon. Okay, boy you got anything? All
4: right, cool. Well,
6: I'm just enjoying this conversation. Thank you so
4: much. That's not a problem.
3: Yeah, glad to have you.
4: All right. Oh, okay. So everybody, that was uh, Raina dropping us some knowledge. Definitely, definitely uh, enjoy hearing her. And uh, N2K giving her some uh, some 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 uh, compliments. <laughs> well, we'll call them that. Uh, but for tomorrow, if you want to hear some more, Raina, she has a very interesting show, which I am going to definitely – I try to make all the shows, but this one – it's definitely interesting because my wife and I talk about this all the time. And there's good memes about it. You know, Ghetto, Ghetto Fabulous brings this up. And everyone's adopted this term, which started in my home state, Louisiana, which is ratchet. And uh, a show tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central. And it's called uh, What is Ratchet? Understanding how some labels are dehumanizing. So we're going to actually examine that. And I'm uh, pretty sure we're going to get into also... Uh, how other labels of that nature, other acts, or other acts are also uh, dehumanizing, which um, I'm pretty sure twerking might be mentioned in that. Uh, Of course. (laughs) You you know that was going to come up. I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to call it and say twerk. (laughs) Um, Let's see. uh, Raina and Mario are also going to fill in Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, on whether society is going forward or backwards. And I remember reading an article about this where a, a sociology professor stated that, especially racially, we are going backwards. So that's kind of disheartening, but we're going to definitely examine that. And the break piece with Brother Teresa and Mr. Brooks here on Elitism in the Intellectual Community.
3: Yeah, that will be next Wednesday, 8 p.m., Eastern Standard, 7 Central. Um gonna go over a myriad topics. Um, there's a good chance I'm probably gonna rant. <laughs> um, but I won't I won't exactly say on what just just yet. Yeah, you'll have to tune in on Wednesday for that.
4: Uh oh, so gonna get hurt.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, we're oh and um I also forgot to mention we're also gonna be discussing uh the concept of scientism on uh next Wednesday also. That's gonna be part of our uh, discussion as far as elitism. So again, make sure you uh you tune in for that.
4: Yeah, sound like we're gonna have some scientifical sci- scientifically uh rebuttaling subjects on that. <laughs> 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 oh man. Anyway, that's, that debate, that's that's hilarious. Okay. All right, man. Let's play our, our our music. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Please join me next time, and join everybody else. We all got interesting shows, and y'all definitely if y'all want to learn something, come listen to us. All in. All
3: right. Peace out, everybody.